0: This. 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 This this is mythical.
1: What's the best sparkling water? The sport crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not.
0: Brined or basted, stuffed or deep fried, are we kidding ourselves when we try to make turkeys tasty or is there really something to this Thanksgiving tradition? Today we're asking the question, does turkey kinda suck? This is a hot dog as a sandwich.
1: Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah,
0: I put ice in my cereal, so what? That
1: makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich.
0: (laughs) What? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Air.
1: And I'm your host, Nicole Handizadeh.
0: And today we're talking about turkey and turkey sucking because there's been a big movement, Nicole. There's been a big movement in the online Thanksgiving forums, (laughs) of which I am a huge part. Uh Um, I just go on there to meet friends, you know? Sure.
1: You know, like-minded individuals.
0: Like-minded individuals, you know, who who want to discuss the holiday year-round. Okay. Uh, but no, there's been a really big movement where people are railing against turkey, saying that it should not be the centerpiece of your Thanksgiving and that you should cook something quote unquote tastier like a prime rib or even a ham. What do you think about that idea?
1: I'm going to have to agree. I think turkey sucks.
0: Your team turkey sucking.
1: Let me tell you what it is. It's not good. It's not my ideal protein. I think chicken is delicious. I think beef is delicious. Hell, I think properly seasoned tofu is delicious.
0: You're telling me you'd rather have a tofurkey than a turkey?
1: I didn't say tofurkey. <laughs> Don't be putting words in my mouth, sir. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that cooking a turkey properly is really, really hard and a lot of people mess it up. I don't think the average cook in America knows how to make a proper turkey. Mm. I've had a lot of dry, crappy turkeys.
0: Mm, that's interesting. I I grew up on dry, crappy turkey, but I also grew up on dry, crappy every food because my parents were just crappy yeah. cooks. We yeah. We didn't come from a long line of cooks. That said, once I learned to take control of my turkey destiny, I really started to appreciate how like delicious of an animal it just is. Turkey flesh, the you turkey think bird meat. it's a meat.
1: delicious animal?
0: Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. I, I used to be on team, just roast a couple chickens, because roast chicken is, when done properly, one of the most delicious things in the world. Mm-hmm. But turkey, I think, has more character to the meat. And I think that's important when we're doing something like a special occasion dinner, like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Like, when else are you ever going to roast a whole turkey? You might as well do it once you It's like you might as well call your grandma on her birthday.
1: (laughs) No, man. I I think like imagine making a beautiful prime rib with a beautifully seasoned butter, gorgeous red interior with a stunning, crisp, meaty outside. I just can't. Listen, I just the ratio of skin to meat also on a turkey really bothers me. Mm. There's such little skin and there's just big honking pieces of flesh. I can't enjoy it. Save it.
0: Save it for Arbor Day. Save the prime rib no, for Arbor Day.
1: Why? Who? Trees? You
0: celebrate trees by eating prime rib no, because you, cows eat trees. Uh, that is they how, eat grass, which are little trees. Nicole, I don't have time to explain the science to you. Grass is not little you. trees. Grass. Look at it. It's little trees. They're little pine tree. Little pine. Yeah, tree. stupid. It produces little pine cones. Do no, you, I, I, I. I. I.
1: Go, <laughs> go ahead, man. Speak your truth. I don't care.
0: I I do hear what you are saying like I said I am very sympathetic to this idea because I am I'm someone when I grew up on my table like we would have Thanksgiving turkey and then on Christmas we would have both turkey and ham that was just like our baseline American white people ass Thanksgiving and Christmas situation and I would always like wait for ham day because it's not something that you actually have to make. You know, like hams just come pre. They come the way
1: they're done. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You, just, you put it in the oven. We'd pour like a bottle of Coca Cola on it.
1: Yeah. Put some cloves in it. What do no, you guys think? No,
0: we didn't know what cloves were. We took uh, a camp- ham. We took. I a- mean,
1: not ham. Uh, pineapple slices. Yep.
0: Uh huh. We we took the whole ham from Ralph's when like my dad got a full time teaching gig, mm-hmm. which is when we became lower middle class and not uh-huh. just poor. Uh-huh. Uh, we would start getting honey baked ham from the honey baked yeah. ham store, and okay. that was a huge, huge spike in our quality of life.
1: Where's the honey baked ham store?
0: Oh, they got they honey baked ham. Got stores all around. Really? Yeah. So they used to be just like a mailer. <laughs> not or on thing. the west
1: side, buddy. <laughs> yeah, not, not in Pico Robertson where I hang out. Never have I ever seen a honey-baked ham store.
0: I think the honey-baked ham store should have tried to pivot to market to, like, the Jewish market. But do it. So you ever go to, like, uh, a cool, like, hipster kosher bakery and they have, like, all types of bacon that aren't pork?
1: Sure, yeah. You
0: know? Yeah, they should have done that with ham. They should have made, like, beef hams.
1: No, the word ham just creates a shudder through the body. For I guess it's kind of
0: different than bacon that at least has, like hipster cultural appeal you go to a gastropub you get bacon on a burger you go to like a Jewish gastropub and you are like lamb belly bacon and yeah, stuff like oh that yeah oh my
1: gosh the amount of times I used to get bullied for eating bacon literally I was like 22 years old and people would come up to me and be like so you like to eat bacon and ham and I would look at them dead in the face and say yeah it's really <laughs> good have you tried prosciutto yet? That's the best. And then they would just slink away and be like, hey, hey,
0: hey. Cool. don't Don't antagonize the fellow genes.
1: never mean to me. Um, but back to turkey. Again, I just I just don't understand, like, why people love it so much. I get it. It's like a seasonal thing, and people love seasonal things in the United States of America.
0: It's the pumpkin spice. It's like the pumpkin spice of birds. Well,
1: pumpkin spice is good.
0: But I think you kind of turkey you know, bad. put it on the <laughs> Turkey has, I love a gamey quality to me. It's in turkeys. We take it for granted now because it's in so many processed foods. right? Yeah, uh-huh. you your turkey bacon, you go to Sur- Subway, Serboy, you go to get your turkey server. Sher- you
1: Sur- <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Sur- <Boy. laughs> Wow, dated. Dated meme. Still good There's, though.
0: That's how you know how old someone is based on what memes they reference. Yeah. Yeah, like yesterday when we were discussing like the rangers, the jerk dance group, those were the viral videos of our yeah. like, high school era, yeah. and Trevor just had no idea what we were He's talking about.
1: like, what about. is jerking, weirdos? <laughs> I was like,
0: it's a dance. We yike on it these days. <laughs> no, but turkeys have a really lovely gamey quality to them, and the meat is almost a little bit sinewy and tougher which I actually Uh, really enjoy. Are you trying to
1: sell it by saying the word sinewy?
0: Yes, I am trying to sell it. This is the old reverse (laughs) psychology marketing. No, it's the same reason I love meats like goat and lamb as opposed to beef. There's just more character to it. Chicken is water. Turkey is crystallite. It just adds some fun. I hate,
1: well, that makes so much sense. I hate Crystal Light. You,
0: of course, you hate turkey. If you hate Crystal Light, who
1: who enjoys Crystal I Light other than drink. Midwestern moms? I
0: used to. And Josh uh, Nicole, I am your Midwestern mom. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm your Midwestern mom. Okay, honey, you're gonna go to soccer practice. I'm gonna come give you give you the orange slices. Okay, orange slices. Sorry, hockey practice. <laughs> you're gonna win the beauty pageant then you're going to explode in a tractor accident. That's a reference to the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous. Gorgeous. What a good movie. I love that What was I talking about? Crystal Light. (laughs) No, I think turkey is just a more fun version of chicken. And also another way that I started to really enjoy turkey was understanding like how big it actually is in like Mexican and Salvadoran cooking.
1: Really? Which
0: is, yeah, actually really kind of interesting because turkeys are like indigenous to like North America.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, makes sense then. Yeah,
0: and so it's like very much a native bird. And so I, I went to this Salvadoran Corazon y Miel was the name of it.
1: What a great name.
0: Yeah, Heart and Honey, Heart really beautiful honey. name. Um, beautiful name. RIP that restaurant. It was absolutely fantastic. But they had this like turkey and mole dish and just getting that extra complexity from the turkey. It was something that really made me you know, turn on to it because we only do enjoy turkey in A, processed foods, and B, like mostly crappy Thanksgiving yeah. meals cooked by people.
1: Um, my dad's best friend's wife, she's a lovely Mexican woman, and she makes us turkey tamales for the holidays. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. She puts an olive in it, and then she puts a raja in it, and then she puts a green bean in it.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, turkey, like, there's a real fascinating history behind it, right? Like, Benjamin Franklin had this whole populist idea of trying to make turkeys the national bird of America. But they're dumb. They're dumb. They're dumb. But no, they're they're turkeys common. Are dumb. Right? Like all the founding fathers. They wanted this <laughs> kind of simple <laughs> oh agrarian my. nation. They're they represent the everyman turkeys. I don't know if this is true. Someone should eventually fact check this, but I like to not fact check it so I can believe it mm-hmm. that turkeys will die if they look up in the rain because it'll just drown them.
1: No, those are ostriches that put their head in the sand.
0: No, no, turkeys look up and no, drown. No, ostriches no. put their head in the sand.
1: Y- yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's let's try and frame this what?
1: Frame it. <laughs> what are you doing with your hand? I'm I'm, I'm 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 taking what you're saying and I'm picking it up and I'm putting. Oh, it Oh, you're down. physically framing it. Yeah.
0: Okay. You mentioned that people are just crappy at cooking Thanksgiving turkeys or just cooking turkey in general.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. Which it's is difficult. difficult
0: but would you say a prime rib is easier than a turkey? Because turkey, you have to get. I.
1: It's more forgiving. It's still – it's it's more – I think Prime Rip is more forgiving than turkey because you got your really dry – do you know how hard it is to defrost a turkey?
0: As someone who took three turkeys frozen from the grocery store and just threw them in the trunk of my 2017 <laughs> certified pre-owned Nissan Altima, yeah, that's right. That means I can take it back to Universal City Nissan to get it to get it serviced whenever I want and yeah. go free of charge. That's amazing. Uh, and that's the Universal City Nissan guarantee. <laughs> 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 I forgot that, like, car dealerships actually sponsor podcasts. I probably shouldn't oh. be doing that. Whatever. I got – I had a great time. Time there uh, as someone who just threw three frozen turkeys in my trunk assuming they would defrost in 12 hours when we needed them for a shoot and they did not they were still icy I guess I do understand that but like I don't know prime rib to me because that seems to be the main contender in this discourse right? so you
1: would eat prime rib maybe
0: that is what like the new school kind of foodie people seem to insist on is that prime rib should be the new large service, large format main course of choice for all holidays.
1: I would also eat a whole duck. I would do a goose. A whole
0: duck kind of, so this is I actually would do, really.
1: I would do a goose. Go, wait, geese actually
0: suck. People talk about geese like they're, they're the goose meat is bad. Is it? Goose meat's worse than turkey. What? When's the last we time you actually had. It.
1: Never in my life. I wanted to try it, but now you just soiled it. You soiled you, my dream. You
0: soiled my geese. You
1: soiled my geese, Josh.
0: Sounds like a horrible innuendo for something. <laughs> hey, I've you gotten your geese soiled. Ew, man. Stop I'm it. sorry. Uh, last Thanksgiving, actually, my my brother and I, you know, we don't have like a, a ton of family in the area, and so we decided to just do like a small... Hipster foodie wino Thanksgiving.
1: I think I remember. Your, yeah. Didn't you overcook your pie?
0: Oh, I burnt my pie. You I burnt, burnt, the, your pies. Pie. I burnt See, the pies. See, I remember.
1: I, yeah, you I was drinking me
0: Boulevardiers. Or no, I was drinking French 75s because we we're a little fancy very boys. Nice, very nice. Yeah, lovely cocktail. And then I burnt my pies, but the pies were a... Um, I used Chinese almond cookies to make the crust, and then Yum. I made a jasmine milk tea custard Yum. with, like, a, a red bean, a that sweetened red adzuki. Yeah, bean. Yeah, I would do
1: without the red beans. Yeah,
0: honestly, the red Sorry. beans weren't great. It should have been just <laughs> custard. <Yeah>. But <laughs> what I'm saying is we did this whole kind of, like, foodie, hipster, very sort of Chinese cooking inflected uh-huh. meal. We did, like, greens with XO sauce. You know, my right. brother did a whole five-spice roasted duck Oh, fabulous. and all that. Yeah, it was really lovely. Um, Except the whole roasted duck really kind of sucked. And this speaks to another problem that, like, cooking an entire animal like that, when you're trying to roast things to particular temperatures, kind of sucks because what's the best way to cook, say, a duck breast?
1: You score it and you sear it.
0: To what to what temperature?
1: Uh, is this a test?
0: Well, no, I'm if saying, If I don't like, get
1: this answer right, are you going to kick me out of the kitchen? <laughs>
0: yes, because we always cook classic it, French duck breast. Is it
1: 140? Breast.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying, like, medium rare or, like, medium, right? 140. Yeah. I'm saying you're not cooking it all the way through.
1: No, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but then the best way to cook, say, a duck leg...
1: Is confit.
0: Confit. Which the are the cooked. opposite of cooking methods. Yeah. Confit is long, low, and slow, cooking it down to render all of its fat and just shred it.
1: We have duck legs in Dude. the kitchen.
0: Oh, we totally do. Oh, my God. We have a bunch of dope aromatics, too. Uh,
1: okay, I'm going to tell Trevor real quick. We Hold got the, on.
0: sorry, we got distracted. Yeah, okay. Nicole's literally texting Trevor to start confiting our duck.
1: Trevor has been alerted that we are going to confit ducks. I'm really excited.
0: <laughs> what Yay. a good day for us.
1: Oh, my God. Back to my
0: point about cooking whole animals. Uh huh. A duck breast is best medium rare with all that fat rendered out. Okay. Duck legs are best confit at a very low temperature for a long time. Okay. So how the hell are you going to accomplish that when they're on the same carcass?
1: Really simple. So one thing that I learned in culinary school when I was cooking... Uh... My
0: Nicole. I went to culinary no, school. No, no, no. Ooh.
1: I cooked quail for the first time at school. Yeah. And I was really, really curious on how to cook it properly. Mm. My teacher, Mitchell Frieder, who is my favorite person on the... Yeah,
0: board. we love Mitchell.
1: I love Mitchell Frieder more than any other human on the face of this earth. He is a wonderful person, literally taught me everything I know. He, You take foil and you put it in the freezer for a little bit and you make a breastplate... And then you put it on the quail as it's roasting.
0: Well, so does that insulate it from the A heat little. so it gets yes, interesting? Yes,
1: yes. that's something he taught me.
0: But then I guess that speaks to the further point that like cooking whole animals properly is very difficult for the I home agree. Cook to do.
1: I agree, but ter- ter- turkey is like one of those things that's so sentimental to people. They'll just do it willy-nilly mm-hmm. and not know how to do it properly.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's exactly what we did. Like, we had the same dry turkey every year that you absolutely had to soak in Heinz canned gravy is what we <laughs> would use because none of us knew how to cook. Mm. Um, but that said, when my brother and I, like, really learned how to cook and started making our own, learned how to, to brine turkeys, when to tent, when to base, all this stuff is when I really learned that, like, oh, crap, turkey can be really delicious.
1: I guess, I mean, grinding
0: turkey is the biggest difference. To yeah.
1: Me. I mean, we're lucky and blessed that we are so passionate about food that we actively seek out ways to make food taste good. Oh, that's
0: interesting. I'm talking
1: about the everyman. Like, the everyman's turkey sucks.
0: Joe Turkey Pack.
1: Joe Turkey pack
0: joe turkey it's a plan joe six pack but it, oh. it didn't it, there was no pun there there was no pun there strike sh- that from I the just, record
1: okay that was a dumb joke <laughs> uh, so sorry that was dumb um, <laughs> yeah i mean the average turkey isn't good like a steak a steak is good a uh, uh, chicken chicken's good
0: steak i don't know i grew up thinking that i hated steak Because my parents would just unseasoned, throw it into the broiler. But no, think of my parents as, you know, an average representation. Are they? Well, I'd be curious if you actually took them, like, if you put everyone in America on a scale of like 1 to 100 as far as how good of a cook they are, put it on a strict bell curve. Uh Uh-huh. And then you took the median of that. I wonder what their cooking would taste like.
1: That's a really. I think that should be something we do. That would
0: be that's really possible. interesting if for you to find
1: possible. out. Possible? I don't know how we could. It's like a census. It's yeah, like we a need about census.
0: Maggie, we need like a special budget of nine trillion dollars.
1: Culinary census. Yeah, coming yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty two. We're gonna
0: do this, but I am really curious to see like what the dead on average American cook. Cooks like? Because my parents were probably worse than the average American cook. I
1: think my parents are pretty good cooks. Yeah. Yeah, but also my dad hates turkey too, so maybe it's genetic. (laughs) Could be. We do not have turkey in the house ever unless it's like some weird like hormel turkey like the sliced crap yeah i love
0: that give me the processed yeah, meats. yeah
1: processed meat my dad loves processed meat for some reason he's also an arby's super
0: fan arby's has the most processed meat in the game it tastes like wet paper soaked in msg and i love it <laughs> i honestly i love arby's so much
1: yeah my dad i think i should get my dad an arby's merch t-shirt i
0: thought i you should you absolutely should one. we we literally had arby's jumpsuits in here you we ask ask David or something Was if we can find him. Was this before my
1: time? Yeah. Oh, man. I
0: thought I hated. <laughs> this is just the podcast of things that Josh thought he hated <laughs> until he had a good. I thought I hated legit roast beef because no. it didn't taste like Arby's.
1: No. Well, that's different. Cause Arkansas has different.
0: such a signature snap to it.
1: Yeah, it's it's like that beautiful processed pink with the mm-hmm, little the edges nit- being like
0: nitrate a, piercing. Oh my god,
1: so nitrate! It's so funny. <laughs> but again, I don't I don't know where my dislike of tr- also like ground turkey trash. Ground basuda. turkey is
0: the most soulless meat it's product. It's basuda. I drink like er, <laughs> I drink. Like, god, <laughs> I eat like three pounds of ground turkey a week. Because when I'm cooking at home, like, I eat so many flavorful, tasty things. Yeah. At work, when I'm cooking at home, like, I make tasty, flavorful meals and I treat myself and whatnot, but a lot of the times I'm just like, Bland give food. me protein, give me starch, give me vegetable, and I'll just, like, throw ground turkey and crap in a pot, go take a shower, come out, pour sauce on it, and eat it. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. But I, I agree that it is soulless. It's like the water of proteins.
1: Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, turkey bacon sucks, too. Uh, anything other than, like processed turkey breast doesn't really taste good Whoa. unless I have someone who's an artist who's like amazing unbelievably undeniably talented at cooking a turkey bre- turkey, like a whole turkey I'm not going to enjoy it
0: that's a, I wonder if we have a negative view of turkey because of this low-fat diet craze of the 80s that a lot of our parents kind of did did your parents like do any of that
1: low-fat diet stuff? i was raised on snack wells
0: snack oh my god <laughs> the snack wells devil foods the, the, cookies the, the,
1: do you remember those why did
0: we have the same childhood
1: because we grew up in the same time you're just one year older than me when you think about it it means
0: i had yeah. another year of eating snack well devil's food <laughs> they're the texture on those They're so chewy and almost taffy like, but a cookie. Can
1: we find? Do they still make that?
0: I would kill for one of those. I would
1: love, I would dip it in my espresso right now. Oh my
0: God. Okay, but (laughs) what I'm saying, both our parents seem to have that kind of like weird low fat, low calorie.
1: Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. All the time.
0: And then all of the products that were lower fat than their legit counterparts were made of turkey. Yes. Like, I grew up grilling turkey burgers. And one, you can't even, like, grill a turkey burger because the meat's so loose that it falls apart. And so I grew up eating these crappy turkey burgers that were just, like, mashed into the grill. For sure. And half ground and all that. So I think I did grow up with that negative connotation of turkey. Yeah. You know, one dry Thanksgiving bird and then just, like, crappy, flavorless, soulless ground turkey all the time. Yeah. But I wonder if there is, like... Because what I talked about, like, it is a real movement right now where people are talking about, like, don't cook turkey on Thanksgiving. And I think it's probably from a lot of people from our generation. That makes sense. Who were raised on this ground turkey low-fat industrial complex.
1: That makes a lot of sense to me. That's a Prime rib all the way. Yeah, it makes sense. But do you think it sucks?
0: No, I I still don't, though. I still don't. But I think it takes – I think you need that activation energy, that escape velocity – to leave Plato's cave what are these
1: words oh like
0: no for real you need to break the illusion that turkey is a substitute similar you brought up tofu earlier right yeah tofu is a delicious dish that is made from the pressed separated soy curds right it's been wrong for
1: centuries right
0: millennia Right. I mean tofu has been eaten uh, in, in China for millennia and then it kind of exploded in America in the 70s mm-hmm. with this kind of like hippie crunchy movement. Yep. So people now in America often associate tofu with like bland, white, typically vegan food.
1: No, Whereas
0: you eat no. mapo tofu. Yeah. The Sichuan dish covered Good in stuff. delicious ground pork and Sichuan chilies.
1: delicious.
0: Absolutely delicious. Yeah. So I think we view turkey as this crappy substitute meat for a better meat when it doesn't have to be that way.
1: Hmm, I never thought of it that way until you broke it down like that. Right. Yeah, I guess. So but does it, it change your mind. Uh, I don't know. Like, if you put a turkey burger in front of me versus, okay, let's well, think about versus, like a Vers- plate. Yeah. Okay. Like a turkey burger versus a regular burger. No. No. A roasted turkey breast versus a duck breast. Mm, roasted duck breast.
0: No, duck. No, duck. But, 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 that's not the whole duck. If it was a perfectly cooked duck breast.
1: Okay, but who's eating a whole turkey?
0: Well, I'm saying like that's 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 what you have to do the verses with.
1: No, I don't. I'm talking about individuals. I'm okay. Let me keep going. We're not just
0: talking about turkey in relation to Thanksgiving. Then we're talking about okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. I'm going to talk about different turkey.
1: Different. I'm going to talk about different turkey variations. I'm
0: all riled up on the vision of Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) Franklin.
1: (laughs) You said Franklin.
0: Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) Two (laughs) syllables. (laughs) Franklin.
1: Okay. Turkey bacon versus beef bacon.
0: Versus beef bacon. Have you ever had beef bacon? I've never had good beef bacon. What
1: about duck bacon?
0: Let's just say duck. Uh, I'd, go, I'd go duck bacon over turkey bacon. Okay. Turkey bacon's not terrible, though. If you don't think of it as bacon.
1: Stop <laughs> I'm it. just an
0: apologist at no, this point. No, stop
1: being an apologist. Uh, let's think about uh, a tur- tur- mole with turkey. Turkey mole? Yeah. Chicken mole. Turkey. Okay. That's unique. <laughs> uh, a chicken drumstick versus a turkey drumstick? Chicken. Okay. Um... Uh, what are some other, oh, uh, tacos, like ground turkey tacos, like in a healthy, multi- uh, uh, <laughs> See? So you've only said yes to one of those things. And that's because you have had it done by a specialist probably who loves turkey and is incredibly well-crafted at making turkey. But think about all the other times you've eaten turkey.
0: I would rather have a perfectly cooked and seasoned turkey breast. Okay. Then mm, am I gonna say it? Am I gonna eat these words and regret it?
1: Let's see. Say it.
0: Ooh, then a well cooked steak. I. What? I think. I, I know that people. Some some people who listen to the show uh, hate me, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, and they're like, Josh no. is just a contrarian. He argues to argue. One, that's the show, you yeah. dummy. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole reason this exists. We've done like fifty episodes or something like <laughs> that, you <by now>.
1: dummy. <laughs> uh,
0: but no, I I also think that steak is kind of overrated. And I, I think people- what? I do, I do. Oh, wow. I, I think that it's it's tough to cook really perfectly. Uh, and I think, you know, I don't know, taste for taste, sometimes I would rather have a perfectly cooked piece of bird flesh than cow flesh. And I don't think that there's anything like, you know, endemic to cow flesh that makes it better than bird, if that makes sense.
1: Well, you and I are clearly different people. <laughs> I would rather eat a filet mignon than a turkey breast. Any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm
0: thinking about it, though, like a perfectly cooked piece of prime rib. Do you consider like a prime rib and a steak to be on equal levels of kind of like importance? Because like when you talk about Thanksgiving, we want like a big showpiece, right?
1: Yeah, I understand the the opulence of it all. Yeah, I get it. So no, I don't think prime rib and steak are the same. Yeah, I would you.
0: Which one do you prefer?
1: Um, well, when I was growing up, I went to Lori's, uh, whenever we celebrated anything. If it was my sister's engagement, if it was my brother getting into law school, if it was me getting a C on a math test, <laughs> didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it didn't matter, uh, Lori's prime rib was the spot, yeah. it was the kick it spot for me and my family for special occasions, so, Lori's and prime rib holds a very special place in my heart because I grew up with it. Yeah. But now, like just, just for the ease of it, I enjoy a steak too. So I don't really know how to answer that because it depends on my mood. It depends on the celebration. It depends on the day. But I do love both very much.
0: Yeah, I actually, to me, prime rib has this kind of specialness to it. And I don't know if it's just because of my own experiences, but... I remember, uh, you know, I talked about when my dad, like, became a mm-hmm. teacher and, and yeah. we were finally had like, a little bit of disposable income. Um, we went on, like, a vacation up to San Francisco. We, like, drove up the coast and we camped along the way to save money. And we, like, went out to a special dinner. And I loved through this time. I was, like, 10 years old.
1: Was it at the House of prime? It was, was at the House morning? of Primer. I knew it.
0: It was. I uh, knew it. Unbelievable. And it's it was really good. God, no, I think I would have been 12 at the time. Yeah. Um, But being there, and I think I was wearing like basketball shorts and flip flops because that's what 12 year old me dressed mm-hmm. like. It's what I also dress like now, yeah, but I sure. now would have put on clothes so choose to go to this restaurant. <laughs> but, you know, they wheel around the cart and all that, and they got the sides on it, and they ask you what cut you want. And you get to feel like you're sort of in control. There's a certain interactive element to it, which I guess could be also said for Turkey, but there does seem something like richer and more opulent. About primary, but I mean, one, because it's like 50 times more expensive. Um, but two, you know, there's like pomp and circumstance about it.
1: Of course. Whereas I feel
0: like Thanksgiving has that, but it's in this much more kind of, you know, I think of 80s movies where the dad, the useless dad, right, has the electric turkey carver and he can't quite, <laughs> quite carve the turkey, right? Yeah. And, you know, the mom's all henpecking pecking him. You know, I think of that kind of like weird media nostalgia. I think people associate it with and maybe don't have a taste for anymore.
1: Isn't there a famous photo of a family dinner where she's putting turkey? Yeah. What is it called? Is it called Americana? Is that what the. Is that
0: I'm thinking I think I'm thinking of the freedom from want. uh, um, It's called freedom
1: from want. I don't know. But there's a very famous photo. It's like turkey dinner.
0: Freedom from want by Norman Rockwell. This one.
1: Yep. That's the one. Like that's just a quintessential Thanksgiving picture. You know what I mean? Like that's Americana to me.
0: It is. And there's also like a bunch of politics behind that picture. So it, it's like a picture of a family. It looks like a grandma. She's serving this giant turkey. There's a kind of like old white guy sort of like hovering behind her. A bunch of smiling, happy white children in it. And it was used to represent. This was actually painted in World War II. And okay. it was used to represent this sort of like American bounty Right. But at the time that this was going on, like all the European countries were in the middle of bombing raids and going through like crazy wartime rations and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, And so it kind of created apparently this resentment in Europe uh, because of that. But I think this picture perfectly exemplifies why right now some people are like turning away from Turkey because it does represent this like white bread Americana vision of what you should be eating on the day where you're thankful. Right. Yeah. There are honestly a lot of like political ties to literally everything you eat. And I think that might be a kind of rejection of like our parents' values. Like our parents ate maybe you know normal ass turkey. We don't want to. But for me, just protein for protein, taste for taste, I do think turkey's gotten a bad rap because of all these political influences <laughs> behind why people's tastes evolve.
1: I mean what's more American than a Thanksgiving dinner with a turkey? Nothing. <laughs> Thanksgiving
0: dinner with a giant Texas longhorn cattle. We should be roasting whole cows. <laughs> All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattled around the Internet. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions Are, are like, casseroles. like
1: Casseroles.
0: They're like sweet potato casseroles. You put marshmallows in them and then you light them on fire. Are you okay? No, I'm never okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I I, we, I, I joke. I, I live a pretty balanced life. Well, balanced in what it means to me, you know?
1: Eat. Sleep, work out, go to work. Sleep,
0: rave, repeat. <laughs> Eat, <laughs> sleep, rave, repeat. That was a Eat, joke I was sleep, trying to rave. make. Oh you were?
1: <laughs> yeah, you oh, didn't let me finish. Okay. Sorry. It's okay.
0: Got the ADD. You can take the first one. <laughs> All right. Marissa Heening says Cheez Its and Apple Cider are the best food combo. I don't like apples and cheese.
1: This opinion <laughs> bores me because everybody knows that Cheez-Its and Apple Cider are delicious. Did you ever eat Apple Juice and Cheez-Its as a kid? It's the same as that thing, man. It just has more carbonation.
0: <laughs> what do you mean carbonation? I th- you think apple's- it's sparkling cider.
1: What's the difference between Apple Cider if- and Sparkling Cider? Oh, wait
0: for this. If it's <laughs> If it's yellow, you got juice there, fella. If it's brown, you're in cider town. <laughs> what the fruit? <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show Bill Oakley That's a Simpsons joke I am 95% sure he wrote that I will tweet him to check it out
1: Uh oh. So am I wrong? It, oh
0: so sp- ci- ci- sorry. <laughs> sorry Cider's not all the sparkling Like oh. Martinelli's is like sparkling cider They may be talking about that I don't know But when well, I hear cider I just think of like the brown apple I've, juice that's unfiltered I
1: don't think I've ever had that before
0: It's good it's typically like heavily spiced Some people drink it warm Some yeah. people oh, drink it I ice have. cold
1: I've had it hot Yeah 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 yeah
0: I love me some apple cider and I love me some cheez it. I just don't necessarily need them together, and I don't like putting cheese on my apple pie. Me either. That's but weird. I do respect Marissa Heening's opinion, and you keep doing you, boo.
1: Rollin from Justin Space says bacon, peanut butter, and ruffles on toast is amazing. <sighs> yeah, that sounds like a munchie meal if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> Rail, ra-
0: <laughs> Rail gin? <laughs> How much gin did you rail before you made bacon, (laughs) peanut butter, and ruffles on toast? That sounds incredible. It's a
1: munchie meal. You
0: know what I love about this is like the attention to detail on it. Yeah. Because I imagine they like put the peanut butter on the toast and they're like, no, 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 rail gin, you can do better. And then they're like, you know, that like salty, smoky bite of bacon might work. Yeah. And then they put it on. They're like, okay, this is looking pretty good, but I don't think I'm done yet. We need some garnish. What about a little extra crunch from the ruffles? Mm. I think this is an incredibly smart dish. Yeah. I think you plated it right. This could be on any fine dining menu across. Dude, America.
1: ruffles are just croutons for sandwiches.
0: <laughs> That's a good. Po- I prefer lays in my sandwiches.
1: Okay, it depends on the sandwich. If we're talking about Bay True. Cities, we're getting the sweet onion Maui. Yep. Yeah. Chips.
0: Yeah. The bread strength. Ne- yeah. Ruffles are thicker, ergo, can stand up to a harder bread. Yeah. Whereas lays need a more tender bread because they are thinner and crispier. Correct. (laughs) Why are we on the same page on that nonsense opinion? Because we're crazy. All right. Ira Elliott says My parents claim they taught me to put salt on tomato slices. I disagree. While I can appreciate salt on a tomato, its true calling is to be covered in a layer of plain white sugar. Uh. This is an interesting point. The tomato deserves to live like the fruit it was meant to be. Uh. Hold on.
1: Okay, no.
0: Hold on. No, It's to me, this is a really interesting point because, I mean, like you said, tomato is a fruit and it does have a lot of natural sugars in it. It also has a lot of sort of vegetal tasting compounds, has that umami, has that MSG. It's also a little bit saline. That said, avocados got the same thing. I mean, think about carrots. So well, you can put carrots in carrot cake. Like, carrots can look yeah, sweet, right? Sure, but I'm not going to dump sugar on avocado them. Avocado and hollow. You ever just put – I mean, I know you put condensed milk on avocado.
1: I don't, but I've heard of it – happening oh, you like you
0: put a- honey on avocado yeah I
1: put honey on avocado put,
0: but I mean that to me is kind of the same thing I've never just had straight tomatoes <laughs> with sugar
1: okay let me tell you what it is so I used to hate tomatoes when I was younger very mm-hmm. Link like of me I know but until I put a ton of salt on them and I ate them like an apple I didn't I, I like didn't even know so this is the exact opposite and it makes you want to recoil <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm actually really.
0: I used to hate eating raw tomatoes too and I'll never forget I was at my Nana's cabin in the Poconoos.
1: Your Nana had a cabin in the Poconos. Oh, my Nana had a
0: beautiful lake house in the Poconos. What? Uh, but uh, we we would always go to this really lovely little ice cream parlor, and I would get a peanut butter flavored ice cream dipped in peanut butter magic shell, and it was lovely. But I was eating dinner with my Nana. She goes, <laughs>
1: Josh, way. if you don't eat your vegetables, <laughs> I can't do my Nana's adorable. <laughs> yeah, you can, do it, do
0: it, do it, do it, do it. Josh, if you don't eat your vegetables, you can't go get ice cream after. And I was like, Nana, what, what kind of vegetables? You just sliced a whole ass tomato and put it on my plate. And she goes, that's your vegetables, Josh. And so I just, you know, you can go to a diner and just get, tomato slices sure. on the side that's yeah. for old people old people my, I love my Nana she's just old but that's why her name. Well, nana well you gotta
1: put salt and pepper on it you well, gotta season it well these were
0: plain tomato slices and they were just like the seediest Romas so and what just man all the goo. your
1: Nana just wanted you to have a little bit of vegetables oh no no, no my mind. Nana was absolutely it's right veggies. I
0: should have eaten them but at the time I was a child didn't have the palate I do now and like the texture of the seeds in my mouth was so gross that I like gagged and almost vomited so I, I get the like hating raw tomato thing like you yeah. used to and like link um, but that said now I'm over that and I really want to try tomatoes with to sugar. Good opinion, Ira Elliott. Thank you.
1: Aguare one two seven says I microwave bread because I want it warm but not crispy. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh yes, one hundred percent. I you know what my special snack is daily. My special snack daily is not daily, but like whenever I'm hella stressed out, I take a slice of white Amer- white American bread and then I put a square of white American cheese and then shh <laughs> sh- shh shh sh and then I put it in the microwave for twenty-two seconds. And then I remove it, and then I I give it a little flip just to see like how co- how like uh, wet it got, and then I fold it on top of each other, and then I make myself like a little half BS grilled cheese. That's my stress meal.
0: I saw you made that like your second week working here, and yeah. I was like, what are you doing? And you because like you know I think when we first started working together, we may have both had some sort of airs put on. We were afraid to really show our true colors. You are know, talking about like, <laughs> oh my god oh have you been to the, oh like when you first worked here the first day like took you to like. Oh, it's this cool kosher Israeli kebab spot. Like, let's go you have lunch. Did. But they like learn about each other. And we'd like talk about what restaurants in LA we loved. And then it took like a week for us to be like, yeah, mostly just like microwave bread and cheese and put some hot sauce on it. <laughs> Nicole, what did I eat for breakfast this morning?
1: You had a hamburger bun with buffalo butter from Italy. <laughs>
0: but what did I what did I do to that hamburger bun? You
1: put it in the microwave for fifteen seconds. And then you took it out after three seconds because the beeps bother you. Was I right? Yes. Yeah, the beefs bother you.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly I'm I'm an anti-toaster. I think that bread is perfectly cooked the first time around <laughs> and you just need to warm it back up and the microwave is the perfect tool to do that. I cannot this is why I love this segment so much, because as many, like, bad opinions we may get that I still respect. You get one where it's like, yeah, hey, Gare one, two, seven, I see you. Yeah. We also microwave bread because we both want it warm but not crispy.
1: Agreed. Agreed. All
0: right. That person who reads books, <laughs> ranch on pizza or salsa on pizza is good. Salsa on pizza, you say? Mm. If, if we're talking California Pizza Kitchen R.I.P.'s tostada pizza. I do sauce on that. Yeah. But now that I'm thinking about it, I have – one of my things about leftover pizza is I don't like it heated up or even cold because the sauce kind of condenses and loses moisture. Sure. So I'll always try and if I have tomato sauce, I'll like add some more back on the pizza.
1: Okay. You're so bougie.
0: (laughs) Right? But I'm not bougie. I'm just particular um, because I'm still microwaving day-old pizza. Uh, but I have been out of tomato sauce and just used a salsa and it wasn't even a tomato based salsa it was like a chipotle and tomatillo salsa Interesting. Okay. on the pizza and it was really good so I, I do I do respect this.
1: Yeah I think sometimes you know whenever you have a little El Pollo Loco salsa and you dip your pizza in it I I do that. I El Pollo it. Loco
0: salsa is pretty much uncooked marinara and I don't <laughs> dislike it.
1: No I'm talking about the green one.
0: Oh the, the yeah yeah the yeah. avocado yeah, sauce. Yeah yeah yeah. That That's... is the best mass serving salsa in the game.
1: It's real good. I had
0: El did I tell you I went to El Pollo Loco last night? You did? Yeah, I got the last two pieces of chicken at the wow. Burbank El Pollo Loco.
1: Wow. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> <laughs> Dream big, Josh. <laughs> I
0: literally said to the employee, like, y'all moving that much chicken these days? And he's like, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Damn, I am. El Pollo is living.
1: El Pollo Loco. Also, like they good. have a new
0: thing called a crispy tamale bowl.
1: Really? What's a crispy tamale bowl? I don't
0: know. I just wanted the chicken, but next time I might get that.
1: Their burritos, their California burritos are dank.
0: Dude, they get the new Tapatío fries?
1: Yes, that's we're... the one I had. It oh it was my real God. good. It was we're, real good. We're
0: such stupid big El Pollo El Pollo Loco is the best fast food. Talk- I would say so. Yeah, talk a yeah. lot about Taco Bell. El Pollo Loco, unsung hero.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lewis is a boy. Says tiramisu is a casserole. Okay. No, it's a trifle. No, uh, yeah. Tiramisu is a trifle. Ah. Uh. No it's, yeah, sweet casserole e- trifle. Eat mess. Eat mess. You mess oh. <laughs> <to> eat
0: <laughs> Is it eat mess or Eton mess?
1: <laughs> what? I thought it was
0: eton mess.
1: Eat and mess. Eat and mess. I said eat and mess.
0: I said eat I thought it was Eton. It's a British dessert eatin that's like a, mess. It's like a strawberry tri- trifoli. Merengue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You have had an eat mess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those desserts don't do a ton for me. Tiramisu doesn't do a ton for me.
1: Okay, I don't like tiramisu because I don't like coffee in my desserts. I ah. like coffee on the side of my desserts other than ice cream. I don't understand why you would put coffee in any sort of dessert.
0: Best dessert. Bamiya and Zulbia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Josh just trying to be Persian, so bad. I, I just want to be
0: Persian. <laughs> no, those are literally my two favorite. I mean, there's also the um, India. I mean, like gulab jamun. Yeah, is that's I love not gulab jamun? God, what's there's an Indian version of bamiya and zulbia. I forgot
1: what it's called. I forgot what it's
0: called, but yeah, just like crispy kind of pastry soaked in honey sh- in honey syrup. Um, that's what I want. I don't, I don't need fancy desserts like that. Give me I... something sweet to to eat with coffee. Mm. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite dessert? Like, what do you want? My after favorite a meal?
1: dessert of all time—it's cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Really? I also love chocolate mousse. I love. But do you
0: love that in the context of a meal, or do you just love that, like, eating it? You know, kind of at any time. Uh, any time.
1: Yeah. I I had a chocolate chip cookie for breakfast. <laughs> oh yeah. I literally. I like, came in. I came in and I felt really guilty, and I just came in like, "Hey, I put a cookie on the company card, but I ate it all. Sorry." <laughs>
0: it happens it happens all right at peyton blackledge fried eggs on spaghetti that's all you know i've tried (laughs) to do i have tried to do the breakfast pasta thing Uh and for me for some reason i am a huge advocate of your body doesn't know what time of day it is you might as well eat you know a a, a breakfast burrito for dinner you might as well eat spaghetti for for breakfast etc but for some reason for me a fried egg on spaghetti did not work for my particular palate (laughs)
1: Not on, like, red sauce spaghetti. Like, if you made, like, a creamy white sauce and you chopped up some bacon in there through a little bit of, you know, spinach and then you put a fried egg, yeah, that makes sense. But just, like, straight up, like, spaghetti with, like, tomato sauce? No, that doesn't work for me. You know
0: what I think it is for me? I think it's the texture of egg whites is too similar to the texture of pasta.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You know? that's, yeah, that's where guess. it That's where it breaks for me.
1: I guess that makes sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ihe says spaghetti sauce is better on rice because it soaks up the sauce versus pasta where it just falls to the bottom. Your your pasta has an upside and a downside? You what? I don't no, get I, that.
0: I know what they're saying and I know what the problem is. Okay, tell
1: me because I don't get it.
0: We don't okay, so speaking as the person who grew up with probably a thirtieth percentile, if not lower, parents who cooked, right? Mm-hmm. The way that we would make pasta is you would boil the spaghetti, you would put it in a giant serving bowl. Plain with probably a quarter cup of pasta water that just fell to the bottom, and then you would put it on your plate and then you would sauce it directly on your plate.
1: Oh, no, no, no. So
0: that's the problem, right? No, no,
1: no. I that's what I that.
0: think they're talking about with the sauce falling to the bottom.
1: Interesting. Okay. So,
0: what you should be doing is cooking your pasta to just before you like it, how you to just before the doneness that you like it, and then you should be sauteing that pasta in the sauce.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because no, that I agree. way the
0: noodles actually soak up the sauce, which is essentially the same theory behind the rice, right? Yeah. If you were to put just spaghetti sauce on kind of watery white rice, then it would also fall to the bottom. It wouldn't yeah, be great. Yeah, I understand what you're Let saying. Let your pasta soak up the sauce. Saute it in the sauce, then plate it. Um, however, there is a special dispensation for Filipino spaghetti to not do that because <laughs> Filipino spaghetti is better. I think there's so much sugar in the sauce, mm-hmm. so it just keeps it kind of like suspended you know, on top. Yeah. yeah. And then all the, the grated yellow cheese on it. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. don't,
1: suggestion, you should try your pasta sauces, your spaghetti sauce on polenta. Give oh, that a yeah. try. It's like the perfect median between rice and pasta.
0: You talking like grit style polenta or polenta cake? Like Oh, oh
1: grit style. I yeah, don't yeah. like polenta cakes.
0: Mm, I love them. No, no, no. The fried, fried polenta fries? No, no,
1: no. I hate that stuff. Just give me some beautiful, sloppy, soft polenta that falls on the plate like a beautiful piece of lace.
0: Yeah, I can't top that. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Kangaroo, putting an expensive ingredient in a basic slash inexpensive dish makes it better. This is a little show called Fancy Fast <laughs> Food. It's out every Thursday. No, it's out occasionally. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the best bites of food I've ever had was uh, caviar. I had snuck into a fancy food event with mm-hmm. a fake ID when I was 19. My brother got me tickets for my birthday. Um, it was Unbelievable. And I was drinking champagne and I put um they put creme fraiche on a Lay's potato chip with caviar. Interesting. And it was this like, you know, Lay's potato chip familiarity mm-hmm. with this very expensive, beautiful caviar and a little bit of creme fraiche to kind of like, you know, wash it down. It had all the familiarity of like chips and French onion dip, except with this beautiful product on it. And I think that's a really powerful combination is that like, you know, expensive, delicious ingredient with the nostalgia and familiarity. High
1: low. High low. We call it high low in the industry.
0: In the industry toots.
1: Uh, Yeah, but again, like, It can't just be a willy-nilly random ingredient. Like you putting a fistful of saffron in your spaghetti bolognese would do anything. Truffles on a Costco hot dog. Yeah, like it needs to be intentional, I think is the most important thing. Like if you're going to put something in an expensive ingredient in there, make sure it's an intentional ingredient. Don't just be, you know, ostentatious and wild with it. Like we are on fancy fast food. (laughs) Sometimes it works. Yeah. On the rare occasion, whenever you're being like – uber uber fancy it'll all come together and be just one fancy mess but typically just be a little bit have a little bit of awareness whenever you're doing that and you'll be successful
0: one time in the office we had caviar left over from a thing and i just put it on an oscar Mayer bologna sandwich <laughs> pretty good not gonna lie pretty good what's what's like an expensive ingredient that you think people should have on hand and like can add to things just to make it better
1: uh <laughs> saffron <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But saffron is such a heavy, I mean, I guess you just need like one you thread. You need one thread. Yeah.
1: One thread completely. Well, you have to get good saffron. Try to get Iranian saffron. I'm not just saying that because I am Iranian. A lot of Spanish saffron that's sold here has a lot of food dye in it. Mm. And it has a very acrid iodine taste to it. Specifically the fake ones that you get from like the store. Go to like a legit saffron person. The back market in a fruit and nut area of a Persian market is where you get it. You look at the guy with the mustache and his shirt open halfway to his tummy. And his name is probably like like Jahangir or something. And you just go saffron. And he shakes his head and like pinches his eyes together. And then you give him $20 and he gives you like an ounce. And you just walk away quietly. Sorry.
0: What? (laughs) Does that happen?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. I want to go.
1: That's how I get saffron. That's how I get my saffron. <laughs> How about you, Josh?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I I don't know. I mean, I I use like nice expensive hot sauces. Certainly don't go to secret saffron dealers in the fruit and nut section of Persian markets. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm actually trying to think if there is something that I would like recommend people having. Like I think a good smoked gray sea salt yeah, is a salt. really cool thing.
1: Salt is important. Like
0: not like Himalayan pink salt, some salt that actually has, you know, a sort of additive to it in a way. So mm-hmm. it's like smoked gray sea salt for me. If you just replace normal salt with that on any protein it's going to like taste a lot better.
1: I love gray salt.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, last yeah. one of the day. Hey, I'm full says, a spoonful of Nutella licked like a lollipop makes a great dessert. Gonna lick 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 that Nutella like a lollipop. Okay. Sorry, uh, sorry. This I was my childhood. My mom would literally <laughs> ration it out to me and my friends after our big spaghetti party. <laughs> <laughs> with the paper We talk
0: about your big spaghetti parties yeah
1: our spaghetti party with the with the newspapers on the floor she would take <laughs> a spoonful of Nutella on a plastic spoon and just give it to us my mom's really a great lady like I can't wait for you to meet my I mom I want to meet Shala so much she's the best so yeah so this Nutella I still do this to this day with Nutella, but also peanut butter, but mostly Nutella. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not the biggest Nutella fan. I like to put peanut butter on a spoon and then I cover the whole thing in honey and I kind of tongue out the middle of it and try and ration my honey. Hey, Meggie's staring at me with daggers right now. Let me tongue out my honey peanut butter spoon. Don't uh. look at me. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday.
1: If you want to be featured on Opinions or like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or at with the hashtag opinion casserole.
0: And for more Mythical Chicken, <laughs> for more Mythical Chicken, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week.
1: And of course, if you wanna share pictures of your turkey dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen.
0: We'll see you next time. Mythical Chicken, that should be our first product that we sell.
1: Okay, cool, but it's fake chicken because it's mythical and not real.
0: Yeah, it's just a turkey.